I've got Instagram courses. So it's counterintuitive perhaps to hear me say that, but really finding a way to be efficient on Instagram and do what you should be doing with using it to build relationships and producing quality content to help move the needle for your following and producing that content through the lens of how it's going to serve that individual's desires or challenges in that day. Amazing. So necessary, but then get off of it and go work on your business. This is Shannon Lutz. Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. I'm Xenia. Welcome back to Woken Wired. I am so excited to introduce you to Shannon, who I found on Instagram and immediately was blown away by the amount of value and high converting marketing strategies that she offers to her community. She is such a pot of gold and she's got so much knowledge that she's consistently dropping in her community. And as I go through my own journey of weaving intuition with strategy, I have found so much inspiration and have learned so much from Shannon along the way. Shannon is a marketing mentor and owner of The Social Bungalow, where she creates high-converting marketing strategies for female entrepreneurs who want to become wildly in demand. In this episode, we talk about Shannon's journey from corporate world to being self-employed and using social media to build a niche business that brings 30k plus per month, how long it took her to build the business to where it is, and what role her approach of building entry to anchor program suite has played in the success of what she does. We talk more about what that means, but in short, she has a philosophy of creating products from entry level to high ticket that is very specific, and that makes a lot of sense. We talk about Instagram algorithm relationship building on Instagram, how to be efficient on social media and batch your content, how Shannon started creating online products. And she gives us a glimpse into back-end launches versus front-end launches, creating lifetime value with your customers. We talk about morning routines, the difference between free and paid resources, and also the psychological component of being comfortable being in front of the camera and being seen because a lot of this work of building your online brand and offering value to your community and truly showing up, it requires a lot of courage in showing up. And that's a big part of what I teach in my own conscious social media program and in this podcast. And I'm really glad that we covered it with Shannon. She shared her perspective on it and her experience with it. If you're interested in launching your own product, whether you're relaunching something that has already existed or starting from scratch, you're going to get so much knowledge, wisdom, and inspiration from this episode. And if you want an experience that will actually guide you through creating your own product, Shannon has a course coming out. The cart opens actually on my birthday on August 11th, and it provides you everything you need to have a successful launch, from creating your program suite to mastering your upsells, all things filming and tech, your very own proprietary promo plan, creating sales funnels, email campaigns, day-by-day content, basically everything that you need. And I haven't yet personally seen the course, but based on everything I've already learned from Shannon and have seen her create, this is going to be off the charts. So the card is only open August 11th to the 18th, 2020. 
and it offers special pricing. Let me just pull it up here. It is $9.97 if you pay in full instead of $1,500. So if this speaks to you, if you like this episode, I encourage you to take advantage of that. And if you buy through me through the link in the show notes on WokenWire.com, you will be getting something very special. I will be giving you a glimpse into my own launch. When I first launched Conscious Social Media Program a year ago, my signature program, I didn't have any funnels. I didn't follow any formulas. I only sent out, I think, two emails. I didn't have a huge strategy or a plan. It was all very intuitive. And yet on that first launch, I made $20,000 and then about 25 more in the months to come from a couple of more launches. So I think there's a beautiful balance that exists between strategy and intuition and by getting Shanna's course and then getting the bonus of my behind the scenes and what I learned from the energetic perspective from launching my own and being blown away by its success and the results that people were getting, I know that you will be fully equipped to launch your own product and not need to buy another launch course or hire a launch coach ever. All right, enough speaking about it. I want you to experience Shanna and her wisdom for yourself. I'm going to pass on the mic to Shannon in a moment, but until I do, I just wanted also to give you a quick preview that next week's episode is going to be uber special. I have my friend, collaborator, Nikki Braffman on Woken Wired, and she did a human design reading for me. She focuses on human design for business specifically. We were in the same mastermind and she did a reading for me and it completely changed everything. I know about myself showing up as an entrepreneur, about hiring, about getting help, about how I operate, how most effectively communicate. And it's been on my mind for a while. Back when I had Aaron Claire Jones on my podcast, Human Design Reader, I had this very divine intuitive spark of combining my conscious social media method with human design to truly bring you very specific and practical tools of bringing your inner tech and combining it with outer strategy to shine your gifts, to make money, to build your business, all these things in a way that feels aligned with you and who you truly are. And human design has been such a tool for me. And so next week, I have Nikki on the podcast, and her and I will be leading a live experience where we will be sharing and guiding you through exercises of human design combined with conscious social media method on August 18th, 2020. There will be a recording available if you can't attend. So the tickets for that will be available soon on wokenwire.com slash human design. I'll be putting that page together this week. So stay tuned. You can always message me on Instagram at wokenwired to ask me for the link or any questions. In the meantime, here's Shannon. All right, Shannon, I am so excited to have you on Woken Wired. Honestly, I have to say from the get-go that in my 15-something years in social media and in marketing, I've never seen ever anyone give away so much valuable information as you do. Oh my goodness, thank you. That's such a compliment. I'm so excited to be here. So I am beyond excited to share you with the Woken Wired community. We have some really good questions that came through and... Before we get there, I also just wanted to give you a glimpse into the context through which I'm seeing all your work now. I have been doing online courses and, you know, creating content for brands and all of that stuff and self-employed for over seven years now, probably. And I've always been relying very much on my intuition and bringing in some strategy, but there was a voice in me that was like, oh, everyone else does funnels. Funnels are overused and and old. And I remember a couple of years ago before I released my course that was actually really successful, I even had this whole story of how it's too late to release online courses because everyone's doing it. And I think you just bring such freshness into this conversation. And the personal breakthrough that I want to share that I think people will relate to is this idea that I've spent so many years 
building big platforms, building big audiences, releasing some products here and there, partnering with brands enough to have a successful business. But I have spent probably 95% of my time building like the top of those funnels with thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people coming in and being interested in what I'm doing and then doing nothing with it. Not really giving even people a chance to be taken on a journey to get more value than what's on the surface and what's free. So now I'm actually going through your new wave MBA program and it's giving me a whole new framework of possibility. And I can't even imagine if this is how much you give away in your free course that's available in your Facebook group, what's even to come in the course that you're releasing in August. Wow. Thank you so much. That was incredible to hear. Extremely fulfilling and validating. And really and truly, I do come from the perspective of give away some of your best stuff for free, not the kitchen sink. You still want to completely blow their minds when they're in that paid for space, be it a course or you know high ticket one-on-one or even your shop. But being able to loyalize and show your money's where your mouth is and really help people, really looking through the lens of what could I do to move the needle for someone today? And if I know I've got to do this whole nurture, this whole content, this whole attracting leads to the top of the funnel thing. How can I do this in a way that's no fluff that I actually stand by and that somebody could read and think, wow, if this is how good your free stuff is, how's your paid stuff and really open up a conversation from there. So thank you. Exactly. I think there's so many people who are stopped by the fear of, well, I can't give this away for free because then I won't have enough for my paid product, which is a misconception. Yes. And I really think even if you repeat yourself in a micro way in your free content with something that is also covered in your paid content, but then of course expanded on, that what you're doing to the consumer is allowing for their mind to understand something in theory on the free side of the fence so that they're able to digest it and have that light bulb moment to where there's so much that our minds have to do to let something sink in, especially when it's a new way of thinking for us. We're turning a corner, especially in marketing to where we're trying to throw brain cells together to understand a concept that's a little foreign to us. And if that work can happen on the free side, when they get into the paid side, they're going to hit the ground running. It goes from theory to practice. And that's where rapid fire results come from, where people are then messaging you and telling you, oh my gosh, I just went from zero to $10,000. And I saw this amazing transformation, no matter what your niche is, guaranteeing those results happens by giving away a lot of that best stuff on the free side. So speaking of rapid fire results, I like how that sounds. You, I would love to hear about what your business is. Some people here are new to you. Some know about you because I've been talking about you nonstop to everyone I know. (laughs) But um, so let's start with your Instagram bio. Your Instagram handle is at the social bungalow. It says marketing mentor Shannon, waving hand and a palm tree. I create high converting and memorable marketing strategies to help female entrepreneurs become wildly in demand. So what is your business today and what is your day-to-day actually look like? Mm, Okay. So the business itself is called The Social Bungalow. As you said, that's the name of all the profiles. And For the first couple few years of the business, I do helm it quite a bit. So when you come to the social bungalow, you're seeing me, we are the ones that are chatting, and my face is a lot of the brand at the moment. As we expand, I want the the ultimate vision for the brand is to kind of be like a create and cultivate where there's that learn, grow, and connect community feel. A lot of people have said that they feel like the bungalow is a physical place because we have that Facebook community and we just chit chat all day on social media. So starting to build that feeling of a collective where it's safe for everybody to come and bring their expertise because I believe that there's room for all of us at the top. And so right now, like I said, it's a lot of me on there, but I am beginning the process of bringing in a ton of guest experts so that everybody can find their go-to you know, assistant or coach or funnel strategist, and it can really act as that communal space. For me right now, day to day, I am... I love to work. (laughs) I was just filling out an application for my wedding planner and she's like, what's your hobby? And I'm like, working. Can I be honest? I love working. So just really being able to help women and things that I came from the corporate world and I'm a career long marketer. So I've gone company to company, climbing the corporate ladder, doing the thing, chasing the corner office and taking a lot of those marketing strategies that are absolutely applicable, but in a different way and boiling them down into something digestible for the female entrepreneur space, which is heavily reliant on Instagram and relationship building is 
it's just like, like you said, breathing fresh life into what you've been doing for a long time. For me, that's how I feel with taking so much of my, like managing a million dollar budget, working with an A-list celebrity, and now coming over here and helping one solopreneur woman who's got 200 followers on social media really make her dream a reality. It's been so ultimately fulfilling. So I can take you through like a morning routine or whatever you think, but it is, I'm dedicating so much of my day to, I mean, obviously balancing it and staying sane, but to helping these women really accomplish their wildest dreams. What is your morning routine? I wake up in the five o'clock hour. I chill for just a little bit. I make sure I know we're not supposed to look at our phones right out of the gate, but I like to, because that eases my anxiety to make sure that I know no big emergencies have happened. I will do a light morning movement, lots of water, lots of sunlight, shower, get ready. And then from there, I am usually at my desk working from 7.30, 8 a.m. my time, and then through to the afternoon. So what I would love to hear from you, and by the way, your dog is adorable. <laughs> your dog on your stories. What I would love to hear is what was your journey from the corporate world to building your own brand? And, you know, also through the prism of the fact that I think so many people get lost with the idea that before you monetize, you need to build a big following. And you have been able to build such an empire with, you know, you have 16.4 thousand followers now. And I really wanted to point that out to really open up the horizons for everyone listening. And I'm curious, what was your approach? Maybe some mentors or books you had along the way or your own systems that I know you've developed to go from being a corporate escapee to setting up your own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I First and foremost, the jump was not a quick one. From I would say throughout the years, there's a tiny voice in your head as a marketer who mostly dabbles in digital that says, you can take this remote. You can take this remote. Like You can do this as a freelancer. You can be at home doing this. You don't need to be traveling or at the office every day. And it never felt right, but I knew that it was always some semblance of an option. So as the voice got louder and louder, and that really came from accomplishing what I felt like I was supposed to do. And once I got there, it was like a veil dropped and I was now liberated from my own box and able to see you can do what you want now. You did the thing that you set out. So from there, it became very clear that I wanted to build something of my own. A lot of entrepreneurs tell the story of you know selling baseball cards and lemonade stand and that they've been a little hustling entrepreneur since they were young. And I'm not. I'm more of a traditional rule follower or conservative path follower. And so, you know, school and work and and all that good stuff that when it came time for entrepreneurship, I am not afraid of hard work, but I definitely was not sure how to be as scrappy as entrepreneurship requires. So that process, thankfully, I was able to learn with the safety net of a corporate salary because I did the side hustle shtick for probably six months before I quit and went full time. And during that six months, it was a lot of relationship building in growing a community that wasn't just rooted in another follower and seeing that number rise, but in knowing each individual. I want to know her husband's name and her coffee order and her cute dog on her stories. And then from there, batching a ton of content so that I was prepared when I left to be able to just churn out at a high velocity and not concern myself with that rat race of creation so that I could be building authority publicly, helping people with that content, and then able to sell my services on the back end, knowing just as a marketer, how time consuming it is to create that I wanted those things done in order to be on sales calls, doing coffee chats, facilitating transformation for the clients that I did have, getting as much social proof from them as possible to continue spiraling that authority and getting new referrals and on and on and on. And it was it was that six month transitional period. And then from there off to the races, it was probably another three, four months before I got to about that $10,000 monthly goal. That was my first goal out of the gate. And that I want to say was probably about 5,000 followers when I hit that. Wow. So what role would you say social media played in creating that business? Mm, yeah. I mean, the greatest one, it's <laughs> Instagram in particular. That's more of my bread and butter. And with that, it just is such, it's where my ideal client is hanging out. So if you are listening to this and you're like, well, my ideal client's on LinkedIn, totally go down and LinkedIn, build the relationship there. For me, the woman that I want to connect with and then have a DM conversation where we're privately back and forth getting to know one another is the Instagram platform. And so with that, it has just played the biggest role in being able to nurture and then to sell these individuals. 
And I really think having a smaller audience in the beginning is a luxury because it gives you the ability to wrap your arms around every individual who's paying attention, really keep your eyes on who's watching you, you know, kind of break the ice and come in with initial conversations, being able to look at your email marketing software and see who's the person that's following and watching your stories and then also opted in for your free resource and is opening your emails, but hasn't yet purchased anything and then reaching out to that person. When you've got so many people and so many leads, it's hard to kind of see through the weeds of it. So it really is an opportunity and a privilege to have a smaller audience and be able to tap into exactly what they need and sell to them from there. For sure. I so resonate with that because I I run multiple Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts. And what I've noticed that when I have, you know, when I started my TikTok, when I had under 5,000 followers, I would get so many comments and so many questions. And as I've grown to almost 50,000, there's less of that engagement because people just don't expect you to respond. And when I do respond, they say, I cannot believe you. You're the first influencer who responded to me. So I totally get what you're saying. It's a luxury to have a smaller following. And at the same time, what I'm curious about, what do you tell people who say, you know, Instagram algorithm has changed and I don't get nearly as much engagement, as many views and everything like that. What have you noticed in your business in terms of people diversifying their attention from Instagram to TikTok and other platforms lately? I haven't seen too much drop off from Instagram to TikTok. I've seen people use it in addition, but not in place of. But that is, you know, we're still at the early onset of TikTok really growing. So we'll see what happens. Don't quote me on this if you're listening in a year from now. But with the algorithm on Instagram, it makes sense that all social platforms have this algorithm because their goal is to keep you on the app. So they want to serve you the content that is going to be most interesting to you. And traditionally, we love that as a consumer. We we love that. We like to photo of a certain style of pants. And then suddenly there's another photo of that pants and we decide we're going to buy that one. It's the perfect fit. So understanding that if you can work within the algorithm to say, I am going to connect with someone that I want to be this person, I want them to see my content. So I'm going to reach out to that individual. I'm going to build a relationship. I'm going to respond to her story so that she feels inclined to reciprocate and respond to my stories. And all of this is telling the algorithm, oh, wow, these two are friends. They like each other's content. So when person A posts, person B will be served that piece of content. And it really, like you can kind of quote unquote hack the algorithm as people say, but it's just understanding at brass tacks, it wants people to stay on the app. And so if you do a good job of serving quality content that people want to see, it will serve that content to the people that you interact with. Right. And I think, you know, so many people make the algorithm evil, like it's something that wants to take away from them personally. But you're right, it's all about staying committed to quality content, making sure that whatever we do put out there really represents our values and how we want to serve our community. And it's just so important for anyone to remember to not be discouraged by smaller reach or smaller engagement and just keep going and staying on track with our business. You know, this is an idea that I keep sitting with is it's so easy to get caught up with just spending time on social media and posting and engaging without having the backbone of the business behind the scenes. And if there's one step everyone can take, all digital entrepreneurs, is if you just take 20% less time and spend that time instead of Instagram on building your business, I think so many people can make so much more money. Oh, yes, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I've got Instagram courses. So it's, it's, counterintuitive perhaps to hear me say that, but really finding a way to be efficient on Instagram and do what you should be doing with using it to build relationships and producing quality content to help move the needle for your following and producing that content through the lens of how it's going to serve that individual's desires or challenges in that day. Amazing. So necessary, but then get off of it and go work on your business hundred percent. So you mentioned products. Take me on a little journey of what were the products you started with and what products you have now and what you've learned along the way. Mm, Sure. So I started with just one-on-one coaching. I really wanted the clarity that the action of getting messy with one individual and organically helping build her business would do for me, knowing that I was taking a lot of high-level marketing experience and boiling it down a very different space. It's kind of like getting into a whole new industry that I had to learn. So it was a lot of working intimately with one woman and or her team to help her with not only marketing strategies, which is really where it started, and 
turning it into an intersection of, oh, wow, we're doing a lot of marketing, spending time, money, and energy, bringing qualified traffic over to a product that's not set up well, or, you know, a bunch of sales pages or what have you that are just a little bit clunky and messy and you thought were perfect and you wanted me to bring traffic to, but I'm feeling like we need to rebuild those because we've got cracks all over the book. Or in genuinely, they were getting traffic, converting once, and then not having a smart upsell, downsell, cycling plan, or any way to do more with this lead. And I was finding that lifetime value was just not a known expression and really at an all-time low. And that's where I slowly but surely started to build my own frameworks for building a profitable and sustainable online-based business. And that's where I also, using myself as a guinea pig, began going from one-to-one to one-to-many style programs. So I went from one-on-one coaching to group coaching to mastermind coaching, all of which is just let's take 20 women and meet together, or let's take an intimate eight women, but it's higher ticket and more advanced knowledge and meet together. And once I had all of that information and real true understanding of my ideal client, that's where I started to build niche specialty style courses to solve problems versus generalist broad programs to kind of catch all cast wide wide net. I find that if you're asking somebody to go self-study on a passive style course or program, they will get lost along the journey if they don't have one specific compass and end goal that they're working towards. So I then built the binge worthy bundle, which helps with Instagram content creation into five figure Instagram, which is then advanced all things, Instagram, hashtag stories, follower growth and sales. And then now we have live launch Academy coming out, which helps really rewire that program suite and then launch your offers or your services in an incredible way. So what does it take from someone to take the binge worthy bundle course and actually start making 10 K a month? Yeah, the 10K a month course is five-figure Instagram, and they do work as a really nice complement, binge-worthy bundle and five-figure Instagram. And I know if you're if you're new to hearing those courses for the first time, it's hard to kind of know who does what. But five-figure Instagram is focused on relationship building and buyer psychology, and then also strategies and tactics. So we take kind of the romantic and emotional and just that natural human connection and make it real on an app. And of course, community building. And then we implement all of the tactics and strategies on stories within the caption structure, within the DM scripts to make sure that you don't just get friend zoned or ghosted with a person and you're able to take them from friendly chat over to converted client. And so what it does for you is it gives you the spreadsheets, the frameworks, the efficiencies to be able to do this the right way the first time and convert clients effortlessly, either for one-on-one services and coaching or for passive programs. So when I think about this, immediately a question that arises is how do you set boundaries? Because it is so easy to get friend zoned. And I can't tell you how many messages I get people sending me links to their projects or services and saying, hey, can you take a look and tell me what you think? I'm sure you do as well. So I'm curious, you know, what is the, how do you set those boundaries and how do you streamline those conversations to stay professional? And also, how do you not get crazy overwhelmed with the amount of DMs coming your way? Absolutely. Great question. I have a little bit of a rule that I set up for myself. If somebody comes in with a quick question, for example, hey, I'm using Flooddesk as my email marketing software and I see you're on active campaign. Do you find that that's a better service than Flooddesk? Just curious. I will respond and say, yes, here's why it helps you to build more robust funnels. However, if you're at this level of business, don't overwhelm yourself with too many bells and whistles. Have a great day. And they're like, thanks. That's all I needed. If instead they're saying, can you look at this and you know, can you help me with this marketing strategy and how should I handle this question? I will give them one hearty answer. And then if they come back again seeking more, I will tell them, hey, we're getting into one-on-one client territory and or, hey, this is actually covered in amazing detail and so much more detail than I can give you here in a quick DM conversation in my course, Five Figure Instagram. Let me tell you a little bit about what it can do for you based on these questions. And I know that some of your funnels and conversations like this, they lead to products that can only be purchased on the back end. They're not available on your site. So tell us a little bit about your philosophy on front end products that are available on your website publicly versus back end products that are only available to certain customers once they go through a certain journey with you. Sometimes it comes down to the ticket price. So let's say you have a course that is $700. When you first live launch it, it's new, it's shiny. This is the first time it's ever been on the market. Let's say you give a discount and it's $500 that time. 
So it's open and closed cart. You give it seven days where you tell people from this date to this date, it's the only time you can buy it at the $500 mark. And then the price is going up from there. So you've got to act now. Yes, saving $200 is exciting, but it's still 500 bucks that they need to invest. And if they feel so inclined in a couple few months, they might just fork over the extra 200 and buy it for 700 at that point. Whereas instead, you're able to say, not only is it the lowest it'll ever be, it's also not available after this seven-day period. You won't be able to get it on the public facing front. And from there, when the cart close day comes and passes, the next day you want to make sure that that sales page redirects to a wait list that says, oh darn, you missed it. My money's where my mouth is. I was serious that the cart was closing. But go ahead and give me your name and email to join the wait list for the next time that I launch this. Now you have these individuals on your email list and an opportunity to repitch to them on the back end when you feel so inclined. But you've doubled down on the urgency of ensuring that they get off the fence now. Because human nature is to look and think and consider and compare until we're blue in the face. So you want to give them enough to jump off the fence and say, okay, you got me. I'm going to go ahead and convert now. And the more that you make it ever available, the more the person will just wait and wait and consider and not ever invest. I'm so amazed, Shannon, by your ability to put such powerful concepts in such precise ways in such a short amount of time. Mm, Thank you. That means a lot. I love love that compliment. (laughs) So when people put themselves on a wait list, I totally hear what you're saying. I've been in that boat where I've had, you know, a product in my card for days and I'm thinking about it. When you put people in a wait list, does that mean that you have predetermined backend launches throughout the year or do they actually start getting a drip as soon as they put themselves on a wait list? Now we're getting into some good stuff. Yeah. I call it my AB launch system. So I will map out the entirety of a 12 month year and I break it into three month chunks. And in every three month chunk of which you have four in a year, I do one A launch, which is identified as a public facing launch, meaning you do the full splash. It's all over social media. You email the list, you send carrier pigeons in. Everybody knows that this thing is available for a certain amount of time. And then you put two B launches per three month chunk, meaning behind the scenes. Now with your B launches, these can be things that are sold automatically, meaning somebody has qualified themselves for this offer such as I have a course that if you opt in for a free resource, you go down an email nurture sequence where I'm going to tell you about some valuable tips and tricks. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to make sure you're in the Facebook group. And then because you've gotten to know me over the course of five emails and I've proven myself with value, I will now pitch to you an offer. And within it, I'll put in some of that urgency to say, hey, this isn't something that's public facing and ever available. You're only getting an offer and it's only available for four days because I'm not going to phrase it this this way, but because you've qualified for it through this email sequence, that's the whole purpose there. And so you are having automatic funnels on the quote unquote B launch behind the scenes side selling for you, doing that heavy lifting to where your revenue stacking that passive income month over month, that when you look at the last 30 days and you think, wow, I made $10,000 in passive income from my courses, it's because you did a really great job of generating traffic for the free resource that acted as a detonation point for that mock five email example that then offered them the course on the back end with some urgency woven into it. That's one automated example. Another side of the B launch behind the scenes could be you private inviting, doing the manual effort, somebody to a program. This can be lower ticket, but really if your time's going to be invested, I'm a fan of only doing this for higher ticket programs. And I structure the way that you present your offers in a lifetime value perspective. So somebody comes in at your entry point, they pay for the lowest ticket offer, they dipped a toe with you, you blew their minds, they love you. Now the next step in the journey, they're graduating, they need something, you're perfectly presenting that next offer on a silver platter because you know what their growth is going to look like. So with that to say, from a lifetime value perspective, if you publicly sold, let's say, a master course that was really for intermediate people. And by the end of it, they have accomplished the noble promise of the course. They're almost at the point of being advanced. You could reach out to that individual manually and say, hey, you have done an amazing job through this master program. And I would like to personally invite you to my higher level mastermind, which is now going to give you the advanced curriculum you need to pour gasoline on your fire. So to recap to the beginning, you've got a three-month chunk. You've got one public-facing big splash launch and then two behind the scenes launches of which one can be an automated funnel and one can be a manual invite. 
Does that make sense? Totally. And, you know, for someone, we're kind of in an advanced territory right now, which I'm very excited about. And I also want to keep in mind people who don't yet have their first product or don't have an automation around it. And what would you say for someone who's listening to this and getting overwhelmed with, you know, and thinking to themselves, well, yeah, of course, Shannon probably has assistance and has multiple courses already created, but I just want to start with one. What do I do? Yeah, totally. Great question. I would say first and foremost, we want to make sure that we're creating a course for our audience and that we're not building what we think they need, but what they're telling us they need. And sometimes those two end up being the same thing, but you would have phrased it a certain way because you're the expert and you're so close to your expertise and they would have phrased it completely differently. I use the analogy of a puzzle and I say that you've got all the puzzle pieces in front of you right now. You've never seen this puzzle before, so it's hard to put together. Of course, you're going to start with the corners and then start mapping it from there. But how easy would it be to complete this puzzle if you had the box with the picture on the front? That picture is you talking to your audience and saying, what exactly do you want? And when you get that picture, the puzzle flies together. So starting by having conversations, and this can be just in the DMs, over email, however you want to facilitate that. You can jump on quick 20-minute phone calls, use a survey. And basically the question becomes, if you could wave a magic wand and have this solved for your business, your health, your life, your product, what would that be? And start opening up conversations and then ask more micro questions after they start pouring out thoughts on you and write down or record it verbatim. Because you might say, I give an example of a health and wellness expert. You're trying to help somebody with, say, weight loss, and you might say, are you falling victim to the all-in or all-out mentality? And the consumer kind of gets what that means, but it's not the words that they're using in their minds, so it doesn't automatically place them in the scene. Because if somebody sees you nail their problem enough, they don't care what container the solution comes in, they just know you have the solution. So instead, you do market research and somebody on the phone says, you know what, I'm stressed that I have to say no to all invites from friends or else I have a glass of wine and then I backslide all the way to Ben and Jerry's. You guys laugh and it's funny, but that's actually really good fodder for a sales page or for a conversation in the DMs. So you start using that in your marketing promo. And then all the women who are really looking for your health and wellness program are nodding their heads when they read that line and knowing that this is made for them. So doing that first, making sure that this program is where you're kind of putting your expertise, the medicine inside of their desires, the candy, and presenting it that way. And then from there, it's, of course, curriculum mapping and launching. And those are big conversations. But does that answer your question? Totally. Yeah, I remember when I was launching my first online program, the Conscious Social Media Program, what I did is I asked people in my Instagram stories to ask me anything about social media, what their biggest challenges are and what I can help them with. And literally that helped me map out the curriculum of the program. And then also after the first round that I did it live and I did completion surveys, the things that people had shared about their transformations and what they got away from it, I ended up using to redoing my sales page. And it encapsulated way better than I could have ever put into words. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm assuming that everything that we're talking about is part of the Live Launch Academy. So talk to me about it. Yes, it's in there on steroids. Of course, not in an overwhelming way, but definitely expanded on. I am passionate that in the online space, when we're using social media as one of our main marketing drivers, that putting your best foot forward and doing due diligence to let your audience know that your offer is available and it's on the market is quote unquote launching. And so launching can get a bad rap in the play in the market space where it is, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. And I feel like I have to create a million things. And I basically have launched PTSD. Somebody said that to me in my market research. And I want to make it to where it's not only doable with giving you every little step and piece of the puzzle, knowing when to change the link in bio and exact timelines for when to announce and when to release and all that good stuff. But I'm big on teaching my audience to fish and not just feeding them for a day. So it's broken down in a way where first and foremost, we basically rebuild their entire business plan. Because if we don't know what we're going to upsell or downsell somebody to from this one product's launch, what's the point from there? I don't want to teach live launching in a vacuum. Then we go into all things curriculum building, crafting the course or or digital product, whatever you choose to launch and making it 
really, really good and look great, which software to put it on, how to set up all the tech bells and whistles with behind the scenes trainings, and then into the master module of all launch strategies and tactics. I basically have very, in a very organized fashion, taken my brain on launching and poured it into this course so that I essentially can take the USB from my brain and plug it into yours so that you have the information. Now, if having all of that information in one setting is overwhelming, which it could be if you binge the course, the next module is a master done-for-you launch plan in the way that I think is the most perfect way to launch a digital product in the online space so that you can not only know the tactics, but then easily implement them. And then when you go for your next launch, you can repeat a strategy, you can tweak something minor, or you can build your own because you get all aspects, sales funnel, sales pages, email marketing in an amazing way. So is it do it at your own pace or is there any live component to it with you? Mm -hmm. It's do it at your own pace. This is your program and, and it's kind of a framework for your business forevermore. But there is a separate private Facebook group where I will be answering questions monthly. So there's almost a community membership element to it. It's one-time payment, but you get that month over month questions answered by me, pop-up live trainings, pop-up Q&A, live videos, all of that good stuff. And when is it launching? It's launching August 11th to the 18th. I'm very excited. That's my birthday. It is the 11th. The 11th, yeah. Ooh, good birthday. So just for a heads up for everyone listening, one hour of consult with Shannon is $1,500 and it's not even available. So the fact that Shannon, you took your brain and poured it into USB and are giving it away in that program, I find to be super exciting. So I'm on the lookout for that launch. Is there anything else? You know, who's the Life Launch Academy for? And is there anything else people should know about it? Mm -hmm. It's really for anybody with any entrepreneur that has something to sell that will solve a problem for an individual, but for their community, kind of rooted in, in relationship, like I always say, and that they want to use digital marketing as their main driving force for this launch. So yes, I work primarily with women and they are service providers or coaches, and sometimes they have digital products. But it's not exclusive to that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I've had a brick and mortar shop, but due to COVID, I have decided to build some templates online, but I kind of straddle the two worlds of brick and mortar and I'm new to the digital space. Does this make sense for me? Yes, it does. We are going to take something that you're selling that solves a problem for your community and use digital marketing to sell it in an epic way. So you see a big cash infusion. So are any of your other programs part of that or somehow mentioned in there? Or, you know, is it like a bundle of kind of everything else you have out there? Or is it in addition to, let's say, uh, the five-figure Instagram? Yeah, it's its own separate course, which let's kind of talk program suite for a quick second. I, like I was saying earlier, like to craft a program suite is what I call it, but really it's just your business plan and, and what it is that your offers are when you're selling in an online-based business to take somebody from entry to anchor. My anchor point right now is my high ticket mastermind. My entry point is $150 course on crafting Instagram content. So if I want to get somebody from $150 up to $20,000, how do I get them to do that without it being a crazy massive jump, A, or B, telling my public facing audience, hey, I know you just found me and you just started following me on Instagram, but send me $20,000 to a girl you barely know on the internet. It'll be fine. I'll totally change your life. So the process of loyalizing somebody to you happens by solving problems along the way by taking them on that growth journey and then increasing the cost of your programs incrementally so that it doesn't feel scary out of the gate for the person who started at 150 bucks. So for example, Bingeworthy Bundle, it's 150. It's going to help you with your Instagram captions. Now that you've gotten that down pat and you're feeling really good, you're starting to ask questions about hashtags and stories and follower growth. And then immediately I present you with five-figure Instagram, which is $500. Now that you've tackled that and you're selling effortlessly, and this is feeling really good on a one-to-one -one basis, I present you with Live Launch Academy. That's going to help you do this in a much bigger way using more than just Instagram as a platform. This is then gasoline on the foundation of your business fire. This is the thousand dollars. And then from there, you start up leveling into, you know, like you said, $1,500 for just an hour. And then there's one-on-one -on -one coaching and there's the mastermind. There's different higher ticket pieces. But for my passive or my, my self-study offers, it goes 
150, 500, 1000. So Live Launch Academy at 1000 is a solo product by itself acting as that next step in the journey. Do you need the other two courses in order to be successful? No, not by any means. But will they help you? Of course. I think having that roadmap as a course provider, as a teacher, as a mentor is so helpful and gives so much clarity. And you've talked about this before in some of your content, just having clarity as a teacher, as a mentor first, so that then when you're serving your clients, they are clear as well on what journey they're taken on and they can be guided on the next step. I think it's super helpful for everyone to consider. Yes. And when you're presented, just think about yourself as a consumer, everybody listening, when you're presented with too many options, you just don't pick any of them. You're like, oh, never mind. I'm overwhelmed. And so that's that age old adage of a confused mind takes no action. If you can make the path clear for them, and if you have to present multiple options, do it in a way where it basically is a giant billboard pointing towards the one you want them to choose. That's kind of the third bear mentality where one's too high and one's too low and one's just right. Giving options isn't a bad thing. We just want to make sure we don't have too many options and then things are scattered and people just don't know how to buy. So they choose not to. Yes. So Shannon, one of the questions we got from the Woken Wired audience is Shannon talks about a lot of things I don't hear from people in similar niches. How does she stay at the forefront of marketing books, trainings, mentors, etc.? Ooh, that's okay. Thanks for the compliment. Whoever sent that in, that's really nice. I did say, I don't know, maybe six months ago in one of my Facebook lives, I, I said, I've been releasing Instagram courses. So I've been focusing a lot on that. And now that I've gotten them out and I've set up their funnels, that's been great. But I want to expand and talk about the things that I feel really passionately about. And from diving so deep into this entrepreneurial online space, I've seen a lot of things that I think we are just being the wild, wild west over. There isn't a system or a framework or a standard for anything. I think that there's a lot of money being left on the table. I think like just all these things that I was finding. And so, like I said, being the guinea pig myself, working with 101 clients, I've started building frameworks for things that I haven't liked and haven't, I haven't liked them, not because somebody was out of integrity or doing something wrong, but because I think there's a better way to do it. And I don't always know what that is out of the gate, but I will fiddle until I figure that out. And then I will teach it and test it and go from there. So the answer, my brain is just amazing. Like, no, that's not what I mean. But really, truly, I am dedicated to seeing something that I think is a miss and not necessarily recreating the wheel, but just adding a spoke that makes everything make more sense. And it's, it's done efficiently. So that's a real commitment for me. And I think kind of front of brain, put it on a sticky note when you're sitting down at your desk and say, what can I do to make this different? It doesn't always have to be better, quote unquote, and we don't necessarily need to get into the comparison game, but what could I do right now to make this different and stand out in the marketplace and constantly up-level and push yourself because who else is going to? And that really, really helps you kind of expand your thinking and expand the thinking of your audience. As far as resources, let's think. I do have a coach. He is a man outside of the space. And I really like that he's not in the thick of Instagram and you know my female entrepreneur, quote unquote, competition. So he doesn't have any of that noise in his mind. And he's able to advise me very clearly. He comes from marketing as well. So that's nice to be able to talk high level with someone. And he does constantly stretch me. And he'll bring up new pricing structure for me that is just way out of my comfort zone. And he's like, don't you worry. It makes sense if you do it this way. So having somebody who can grab you by the hand and drag you to the front of the line is very helpful. I'm huge on podcasts, but I definitely listen to some of those in the space because I want to hear what my girlfriends are up to and what other people are asking questions about. I do love a good Amy Porterfield or Rick Mulready, some of those bigger ones in the marketing space. Yeah, I think it's just a constant quest of bettering yourself, seeking insight, making sure that you are different and standing out and and really using the compass of helping people. I love that idea of allowing yourself to keep getting better and, and standing out in your own way because it's so easy to get paralyzed because I can't tell you how many times I'm targeted with Instagram ads for people promoting courses and how to make courses and things like that. And there's just so many, you know, I I really want to bring this into the conversation. I think there's so many ways to be successful, to build a business that aligns with your lifestyle goals, with your values. And 
sometimes it means learning from someone and following their system and structure. Sometimes it, it's learning from multiple people and coming up with your own system. There really isn't one way to, to win. Mm-hmm. 100%. I couldn't agree with that more. So I wanted also to touch on mindset. When we talk about conscious social media on my podcast and my programs, we talk a lot about intention that you put in your posts and having healthy boundaries with our consumption and what we put out there. And in one of your recent posts, you shared something that I thought was so radical and refreshing. And you said that you, something along the lines of, you don't love Instagram. You use it because you know it's an important part of your business and you've learned how to use it effectively. And I think this is one of the things that stops people from getting on social media is that they either don't know where to start or they don't love it. But you seem to have overcome that and come out on the other side. So talk to us about that. Yeah, everybody listening's like, what? <laughs> Did I just listen to this whole thing where she's talking about Instagram and she doesn't even like it? Which is part of what that post was about is, you know, mic drop, plot twist. I, I don't actually really love this as a as an individual. And prior to starting the social bungalow when I was at my corporate job, of course, we're doing a lot of marketing. So there's social media involved for the company's accounts. And I had a hand in managing or creating content for those. But I had just done away with my own personal accounts. I kept my Facebook for friends and family, but just I would pop on and consume. I wouldn't actually even post. And it was a blissful couple of years where I didn't have any social media, but I knew getting into starting my own business, that was of course going to be one of the main driving forces for creating community and being able to champion my my message and my mission. So it's a necessary evil, so to speak. With that to say, I do, I'm very big on content batching and pre-planning for the next month or two. Because otherwise, trying to in real time make up content for posts and stories, it'll just kind of drive you crazy. So I sit down once a month and I do a big brain dump and then I batch those pieces by medium, meaning I will write out all the topics, all the questions people have been asking, any moments of inspiration throughout the month, anything that's been rolling around in my mind, because it's probably been rolling around in somebody else's. And I will then stack them up almost small to large. So what is the most digestible, easiest to understand right now? And what is the most advanced, heavy, they need to understand a few other things before they understand what I'm saying in this post topic. And then from there, I will choose what goes on what medium, such as Instagram post versus story, Facebook group, email, blog posts, depending on where I'm pouring content out. And then kind of attach dates and go from there. Obviously, the Binge Worthy Bundle has a full formulaic approach to helping you get a month's worth of content out of you in an efficient way by combining your content pillars, what your ideal clients' desires and challenges are, and then my caption writing formulas. So what I just said, don't be super overwhelmed by it. I've gotten it down pat to where it's a full proprietary method that I teach in a program. But really without, like you said, intentionality, Mindset is so, it's the biggest part of being an entrepreneur, running your own business and holding space for other people as well. And even to circle back to the luxury of a small audience, you can have intimate conversations with somebody if you take a misstep and you offend them. If you take a misstep and you offend thousands and thousands of people, the DMs that you might see because of that quote unquote protection hiding behind a screen where people feel more loose lipped to send you some feedback, it can be really hurtful and it it can be really hard on you. So taking the time and the space where you can to prepare and think through the things that you are putting out in the space that, that can be there forever and being mindful of all of the different individuals that you are trying to help facilitate transformation for is very, very helpful. That is so powerful to create that container. I really love that idea of creating the container of sitting down planning it out so that you don't feel like you're scrambling for what to share, but you feel prepared and actually have the headspace to focus on other things. And I know you probably one of the things you're pointing to as you're sharing this as the anti-racism movement that is happening right now. And I know you've expressed in some of your videos, your commitment to creating an inclusive community. And one of the ways you shared you're doing it is you're going to have lots of guest speakers sharing their expertise of all colors and backgrounds talk to me more about that. Yeah, we've always, I mean, that's been part of the brand's goal, a communal space and, you know, in a way where anybody is welcome. And we have had many multi 
woven backgrounds, experiences, colors, ethnicities, on and on and on in the community speaking thus far. But to say, I am not just going to continue as it has been and being inclusive and diverse. I am going to be proactively anti and not just in a way where, oh, look, there's, you know, a woman of color or black woman is here speaking to us. It's let's learn more about her story. Let's be proactive in understanding these things in reading the books and doing the work ourselves and not just listening to her zone of genius and, you know, kind of moving on, moving on with our day. So we have a full onslaught of speakers who are coming in to speak on all things. It can be they're a marketing or a mindset expert, and they're coming to give us a training on that. Or they are a Black woman who wants to share her personal story. Or they're a woman of color who speaks on inclusivity and diversity in your team building or just in your brand and how to do that. So we are continually proactively championing this message and making sure that the the members of our community look towards all sorts of minorities with an open and inclusive mind and heart. And if that doesn't work for someone, then this is not the community for them. Mm, Open mind and heart. Yes, all the way. And with that, I also wanted to circle back as we get to our final questions to being seen. One of the questions that came from the audience is, you know, Shannon, you post a lot of content out there and you are the face of the brand and you do lots of Instagram stories and trainings and you really put yourself out there. So what came up as a question is this fear of coming out and being on camera a lot, but then needing and wanting to pull back and feeling like you can't. So what is your experience with being seen and what kind of courage and confidence or mindset did it take for you to allow yourself to be seen in that way? Mm, Okay. For anybody, this isn't exactly the question, but for anybody listening that is at the beginning of that fear where it's, I haven't even yet gotten on video because I'm concerned. Something I like to say is if you were alone, nobody was going to see the video, nobody's in the house and you were to take a selfie or to quickly kind of face to cam film a video, you might feel silly because it's going nowhere and you're talking to yourself, but you wouldn't be that uncomfortable. We're not actually that afraid of the camera. We're afraid of people's reaction, of people's judgments. And so it's coming down to let's look at that root, the root of that issue and work through those pieces with a mindset expert or doing some of the work yourself and not necessarily blame the video function because getting up on a stage, writing a blog post, being face to cam on an Instagram story, it can all be very concerning because of people's reaction to you. And if that's something that's harder on you than it might be for others, you should look at the root of that first because it's not a fear of, it's, it's a fear of judgment. It's not a fear of the camera. If you have been out and now you're feeling like you want to pull back, I would ask two questions. Is this a time for you to rest and not to quit? Or are you really wanting to pivot away from doing as much on-camera work because the brand is, is pivoting or expanding into something different? That's amazing. Wonderful. You don't need to feel guilty for shape-shifting the platform or the content. But as you're scaling out slowly but surely, you don't want to just drop off overnight, what's the plan to replace you? Is it more pre-made Canva graphic Instagram stories where you're doing infographics or breakdowns or text on screen so people can learn? Are you featuring other experts? What's going to take the place of that so that you don't just kind of go dark on your audience that you've worked really hard to take care of? Because they will notice and they will miss you. I love that so much. And one thing I want to add to that is when we have this fear come up of the camera or whatever, whoever's on the other side of it, usually we have specific person or group of people that we are concerned will judge us. So if we focus on the people that we're serving, whether by thinking about previous testimonials we've gotten or just friends raving about something we help them with, that can really shift our mindset and create that space of ease as we sit in front of camera because then we're connected to the value that we're delivering versus who might judge us. Because there's always going to be someone who doesn't resonate with our work and they're not our people. Yep. I oftentimes say that it's easy for us to have audience dysmorphia where we think more people are super concerned about everything we do than they actually are. And I know most everybody has heard that before. Not everybody reads or listens or watches everything that you do, but you know, a lot of people do. And so it can be stressful, but really and truly people are thinking human nature is to think more positively about what they're consuming than you think that they are. And so let some of that audience dysmorphia go. They are not as concerned, upset, or judging you as you might think that they are. A hundred percent. So before we wrap up, I have one more question for you and it has to do with 
packaging. I know that you've rebranded your business a couple of times in the past year or so. And that's an idea that I just keep thinking about more and more myself of having a more refined message and brand and photography and really investing in the feel of it. For me, I usually DIY and bootstrap everything myself because I do have the capacity to do video and photo. But there's something about the future of social media communication that I think invites us to uplevel it. So what was your experience and what role do you think repackaging has played in your business? I think branding, of course, from a marketing perspective is very important to stand out in the marketplace, especially if you're feeling like your niche is very saturated. You having a great aesthetic and feel and some a good culture to your business is going to make a huge difference. And again, to circle back to Instagram, if you have very identifiable graphics or colors that you use and you stay consistent with them on stories, if somebody's haphazardly just watching stories on repeat based on the suggestion scroll on Instagram and they come across yours, it just pops up, they're going to, without even looking at your profile, name in the top left corner, know that it's yours because they see that same aesthetic. And that staying power in the marketplace is going to allow you to build authority in the consumer's mind and continue to elevate the perception of your brand being premium, being worth increased prices, being able to facilitate that higher level transformation. It's just the way our minds work when we observe a brand in your marketplace versus some of your competitors where it's just kind of slapping the same filter on a an iPhone photo. And there's nothing wrong with that fill in with those. But investing in a good brand and a big crop of photos, do four different outfits that you can release over the next quarter is going to make a big difference. As far as branding goes for me, I had the initial brand with a really wonderful designer. She set up the brand on the website. And as the brand took on its own personality, I real and it was, you know, of course, kind of my personality, which is how it works for most of us. I realized that it just was, I wasn't in the right dress. I was in a a close style, but it wasn't quite there. And so I went to do a refresh because I liked a lot of the base components and I didn't want it to look like a completely different company to the community. And when I went through a refresh, it just was kind of a swing and a miss. So the third reef or the second refresh of it, the third iteration of the brand, I am now in the perfect brand that has staying power and will be this way for many, many moons to come. I don't see us ever really changing the logo or what have you. So I'm very happy with it. And I would say, well, I have the platform to say so, that if you were at the beginning of your journey, just get out there, start producing content, maybe make yourself a Pinterest mood board so you can start to see what your brand should look and feel like. Get some nice quality photos of you with a friend, a local photographer at the park, get a couple outfits on so you have some pieces to work with, maybe some quotes from Canva you'll be able to get inspired and start building your social media presence. Don't feel too um, intimidated by what I just said with having a big brand, because really I would have waited to do website and brand to get myself a little bit more clarity on how I wanted to present the company in the space and not have quote unquote wasted about $6,000 out of the gate. Because coming from corporate, you know that a lot of that aesthetic and a lot of that landing page awareness is everything. And I felt like that was going to transfer into the space. But oftentimes your social media acts as a mini website for you. So give yourself the time to get the clarity on who and how you want to present before you dump a bunch of money into that. Yes, all for Pinterest boards and Instagram collections for inspo 100%. So Shannon, before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share that I didn't ask you about? Ooh, I don't know. I think we covered a lot of topics. It was that was really refreshing to go wide swath from social to launching to business to mindset. So I'm feeling pretty good. Awesome. So what's the best way for everyone to connect with you and your work? It's the social bungalow on everything. So come and hit me up on Instagram. That's the best spot, the social bungalow. Send me a DM. Let me know where you came from so we can chit chat. But it is um, the socialbungalow.com if you want to look at any of those courses or drop me a line. Shannon, thank you so much for the fantastic conversation, for everything you do, and for bringing freshness into the world of digital marketing. So awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And that, my friends, was Shannon Lutz. Her generosity and her knowledge and wisdom and how clearly she expresses things and how she makes marketing just so practical and applicable blows my mind. If this spoke to you and if you're ready to take the next step in launching your online offerings, go ahead to WokenWire.com 
or just click the link in the show notes under this podcast that will bring you to Shannon's course, Live Launch Academy, that is launching August 11th on my birthday. And when you buy it through me through that link only, you will also get behind the scenes of Conscious Social Media Program Launch, which is my signature program. And I will share the energetics behind my $20,000 launch without following a lot of formulas. Now what I have cooking up is actually a combination of my intuitive approach with more strategy than usual. So I'm excited to see how that will, I have a feeling, skyrocket everything. We'll see. I'm staying open-minded. I'm doing the work. I don't usually promote products or courses that I haven't personally taken, but this course, Live Launch Academy, isn't out yet, yet I feel fully confident in sharing Shannon's work because, like I've said, I have gotten so much just from the free things that she shares in her Facebook group that it's mind-blowing. So if you have been looking for launching your course and having support and having a community doing it, head over to wokenwired.com or click the link in the show notes and sign yourself up for Live Launch Academy. The card opens on August 11th. And if you're on my email list, I probably will be reminding you. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWired.com and also join the WokenWired podcast listener Facebook group. It's a private group where you can connect with people who are like-minded and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.